Hello, my name's Frank Burton. Welcome to Frank and Claude are following you. Over the course of this series, I'm attempting to tell you a story about myself and my uncle Claude. This one of these flightless birds, isn't it? Oh, imagine being a flightless bird. Born with a pair of wings you can't use. Oh, it must be frustrating, like, yeah. It's like having your own time machine, but you can't open the box. <laughs> I've been recording mine and Claude's conversations for some time now. You've got the idea by this point, don't you? We're on episode three. Anyway, the recording I'm about to play you is a conversation that took place between myself and Uncle Claude not long after the events we heard in episode two. Claude had come to visit me again. I was staying in a campsite in North Wales at the time, and he'd driven down from his home in Manchester to join me. The two of us were sitting outside the van, enjoying the sunshine with a coffee. I have to say, it was all very nice. This feeling wouldn't last long, as you'll hear. Well, I must say it's very nice all of this, Frank, on a nice location. Nice sort of uh, family atmosphere, the kids running around and all that sort of thing. It's lovely. Yeah, nice place this, isn't it? Yeah, and, uh, it sounds like you might be warming to the idea of me uh, living in the van. I know that you objected to that originally. Well, it's not what I objected, Frank. I'm just a bit concerned about uh, the lifestyle that you'll be living. Well, it's a good lifestyle. It's a good life. Look, maybe, so here we are maybe. just uh, enjoying ourselves just, uh, in this nice location. Um, it, is, it has, it is, you know, it is. if we didn't like this one, we can go to another one. You know, it has its own sort of freedom. It's the freedom that I didn't have of uh, living in a flat, which, you know, the flat didn't move, did it? The flat didn't move around. Oh, the flat didn't move around, no, but the flat had its own facilities, proper facilities and heat. Overrated, sort of overrated. What are you going to do during the winter month? I mean, it's nice now. This is nice. What about January? When January comes, I'll deal with January then. I'm not particularly bothered about it at this moment in time. It's all new to me, Claude, you know. Maybe uh, you're right, but, you know, we'll deal with it when the time comes. Well, I hope you know what you're doing. Well, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just uh, living in the moment. And that's a good thing, I think. But, you know, like I say, it's, it's a nice uh, nice location. A family atmosphere, this, isn't it? You and me are family, aren't we? Well, currently are a small family. There's two of us. Yeah, it just reminded me, actually, all these kids running around, right? All right. Something has happened recently, well, the last few years anyway. Okay. Between the ages of about 25 and 35, I would say, this happened quite a lot. It used to happen, you know, at least once a week. We'd be walking along the street and there'd be kids with their parents, usually with their mother, walking past. And one of the kids would look up at me and go, Daddy! And, uh, you know, she'd be embarrassed and she'd be kind of, oh, sorry, sorry, she, she, she didn't mean it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I'd kind of laugh it off because it happens every week. You know, a little kid points at me and says, Daddy, I'm just kind of a generic looking man. Well, I, I think that they think that, you know, at a certain age, you think the word for Daddy is the same as the word for man. It's interchangeable. Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. So they're, they're just pointing at a man and saying, Dad. Well, I can see how these misunderstandings take place. Well, they don't take place anymore. This is what I'm saying. So between the ages of 25 and 35, roughly, used to happen all the time. Just reach a certain age, doesn't happen anymore. How old are you? 39. Oh, nice, youngster. Slip of a lad. I'm not a slip of a lad. Kids don't call me dad anymore. <laughs> I'm too old to be identified as their dad. And presumably I'm too young to be identified as a granddad. It's funny you should say that, because that's what I used to get. I used to get granddad all the time, all the time. 
Little kids in the street, Granddad! Oh, it's Pops! They're nailing it, it was Pops! Oh, look, it's Pops! Yeah, because you're a generic looking old man. <laughs> no offence, but that's that's what you are. You're a generic looking old man. Oh, yeah. No offence taken, Frank. I think you're right. I mean, I, like yourself, I think I've reached a certain age. What, you've reached a certain age where you're too old to be identified as a granddad? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> well, why would that be? Well, uh, a, lot, a lot of uh, young kids as a granddad are younger than me. Uh, that's what it is. It's a sort of typical granddad age for a young child to be somebody in their 60s. I'm in my 70s now. I'm too old. Oh, blimey. Too old to be identified as a granddad. Jeez. You're old, man. <laughs> I think I am. But maybe at some point they'll identify me as a great-grandfather. Oh, well, you've got that to look forward to, haven't you? Well, uh, it's, it's uh, not literally going to happen, though, is it? Because I've never had any children, so I'm never literally going to be a grandfather. Well, you, you could be a great-uncle one day. Who knows? Well, you better get a move on. You're going to have kids. The clock's ticking. <laughs> the clock's ticking? What, my biological clock? Chaplin had kids when he was your age. You know what I mean? It's a biological clock doesn't tick that fast for a bloke, does it? No, no, that's true, yeah. Find it a little bit creepy if you wait till you're my age. Have a, have a woman half of your age. Well, it could happen. could be a millionaire at some point. That's the sort of lifestyle I'd be living. Well, is that what you want? Is that what you're looking forward to? Is that your ambition, Frank? Be a multi-millionaire? The creepy old man with a youngster. Is that what you want? <laughs> Not really, no. I'm just making conversation. Yeah, well, it's very, very much like you wanting to be a bloke in my age, shacked up with a 25-year-old woman, impregnating her left, right and centre. Left, right and centre. <laughs> yeah, left, right and centre. <laughs> Talking about sex positions with my uncle, this is great, great stuff. Great material for the documentary, this. Fantastic. Well, listen, I just got over... Oh, hang on a sec. Hang on. Well, what is it? What's... Fumbling around for? What are you doing? I just dropped my keys, Frank, that's all. I said, sir, things around the projector. All right. Well, do you want a hand? Oh, you're struggling a little bit there. Yeah, it's all right. I found them. I got them. I was going to uh, just gonna inspect these bad boys here. Yeah? Uh, let's have a look. Um, you're inspecting. You mean inspecting your keys? Well, I'll make sure they're all there. Why would the key fall? <laughs> got a, a, a metal ring that they're all attached to. Why would one of your keys just fall off for no reason? That's not going to happen, is it? Well, uh, I've known it to happen. No, they become unstuck sometimes. Become unstuck? No, they don't. Oh, no. What did I tell you? What did I say? Look. What am I looking at, mate? I'm, I'm missing key ring. It's disappeared. A missing key ring. Oh. <laughs> it's another mystery for us, isn't it, mate? It actually is, Frank. That's a real mystery. I don't know where my key ring's gone. It's not under my chair. So you say it didn't fall off when your keys fell out of your pocket? No, but I had it. I checked my keys before I came out. But before you drove down here, you checked your keys. So again, just to see if they were all there. To see if any keys had fallen off your bunch. This is uh, odd behaviour, Claude. Very odd behaviour, that. Are you, t are you telling me you never check your keys? <laughs> of course I don't check my keys. I've got a bunch of keys. Just keep them in my pocket. Don't make sure that all the keys are on the bunch. 
or indeed the key ring. I don't actually have any key rings to be honest. I don't understand the point of key rings. What is the point of key rings? Oh, there's no point. Well, why do you care then? Why do you care about this key ring? Well, it actually has a, a, a quite high market value. <laughs> what? You have a, a key ring with a high market value. What are you doing with a key ring with a high market value? Well, it's a long story, Frank. I'm just going to see if I can find it. Is it made of gold or something? Diamond encrusted. Why would you have a diamond encrusted key ring? It would get damaged. It would get bashed around with all your keys bashing against it. That doesn't make any sense whatsoever to have a, an expensive key ring. It's going to get damaged, isn't it? As, as you can see, your one's fallen right off. You must be in the bed. You must be in the bed. I'm going to check. It's okay, well, let's do this then. Right, so we, we were sat in here for a while, weren't we? Yeah, but it's, get up off the floor, Claude. It's, <laughs> it's just, uh, just let it go. Let it go, it doesn't matter. But, like I say, Frank, it actually is a mystery. A real mystery, this one. I suppose it is, yeah, I suppose it is um, a real mystery. A lot of things go missing, don't they? Just little things, and you never see them again. And I, it really is a mystery, that. Just generally in life, not necessarily just this situation. But just like little things that disappear. like Almost into thin air, I mean, you just never see them again. You never see them again. Like odd socks, what happens to all the odd socks? They just disappear. Good question. There's loads of socks I've lost over the years. Start, you know, sometimes they go down the back of the machine... They can't all just disappear. I've got so many socks that have disappeared over the years, you know. Lost an entire belt once. Couldn't find it anywhere. And I obviously had it in my house. I didn't leave it on the bus or anything, you know what I mean? It's not the sort of thing you leave lying around outside of your home. I didn't take my belt off in the middle of a street, you know. The, the belt was clearly in the house. And when I moved out, it was just gone. There was nothing there. I stripped the whole place bare because I had to, you know, for moving out. And... The belt just, it was gone. It's not like it had sentimental value. It was just that uh, I had to buy a new belt and it was annoying. Oh, I feel your pain. That's all it was. But well, where did the belt go? It kind of, it's too big to have been flushed away down the drain. It's not the sort of thing that would accidentally fall into the bin. Why would I do that? I, I would literally have to take it off and deliberately put it there. And I was the only person living in the house, so it's not like... I've got kids who could run off with it or I've got like a partner who thought it'd be funny to try it on with her trousers or something and then go out and then abandon it somewhere. It's not like that happened. It didn't. I was there on my own. You're really concerned about this, aren't you, Frank? <laughs> I wouldn't say concerned. I, I, I can see it in your face. You're really concerned. You're concerned about what happened to that belt. I feel the same way about the key ring. Well, I am in a way because it's... Where did the belt go? It disappeared. I started forming this little theory in my mind, even though it's completely like nonsensical. I was thinking that there are certain things that literally vanish. Yeah, they literally vanish. And you never see them again because they've literally... It's like they've been sucked into another dimension. You know, through a wormhole or something. A wormhole? That's the, that's the closest like scientific explanation I can get is that it ties in somehow with like parallel universe theory or something 
and there's some kind of portal to another world that these things have fallen into. Well, frankly, that's nonsense, Frank. No, I don't think it is. I don't think it is. I think... Uh, really? I always had you down as more of a rational human being. Well, <laughs> I am a rational human being. I'm totally rational. Well, why do you think your item disappeared into thin air? There's just no other explanation. There's literally no other explanation. I've been through the whole thing. I've told you, haven't I? I've gone stage by stage. I've said, it's not here, it's not here, it's not here, it's not here. The whole apartment was stripped bare before I left. And still, it, it was gone. It was absolutely gone. And I think it disappeared. I think it vanished into thin air, pal. I bet that's what happened to your keyring as well. I, I put money on you not finding that. Because I think it's gone in a wormhole. You really think it's gone in a wormhole? Are you insane? No, I'm not insane. I'm not. It's, it's, a, it's a legitimate scientific theory that I've been working on in my head. But I, I honestly think things disappear. Certain things. I think if we open this up to the public, run by a survey or something, I bet the majority of people would agree with me. Well, the majority of people have got all sorts of funny opinions, Frank. I don't necessarily uh, go along with what the majority of people think. At least let me give you a hand. Let me give you a hand looking for it. You check that half of the, of the floor and I'll check this half. You can just scramble around like idiots for a while looking for it. Give me a clue. What colour is it? Well, it's kind of a multicolour. It's got a multicolour design on it. Right, multicolour design. Yeah, a little, little picture of a rabbit. Picture of a rabbit. Yeah, white rabbit. White rabbit, okay. And it's got a caption on it. Caption, okay. What does the caption say? The caption says, Alice through the looking glass. <laughs> Alice through the what? Alice through the looking glass. So not looking glass, locking glass. Is this from your locks company? No, no, it's not from my locks company. We wouldn't do anything silly like that. Alice through the locking glass, what do you think I am? Why have you got Alice through the locking glass keyring? There's a rival company sprung up uh, about 10 or 15 years ago now, and uh, they call themselves Alice through the locking glass. <laughs> There's a lock company called Alice through the locking glass. Yeah, there was, yeah. <laughs> there was. Well, I, I can kind of see why they're not in business anymore. It was, it was a very flawed business plan they had, really. Um, very odd. A lot of things themed around uh, Alice in Wonderland, and I, I think the fellow who ran it had a bit of a Lewis Carroll obsession. Okay, well, uh, maybe he should have, I don't know, just formed his own kind of Alice in Wonderland merchandise company rather than having, rather than forming like a lock company. Well, that's what he did. Uh, he formed a company called Alice with a Locking Glass. It had all little bits of merchandise like this as well, the key rings and stuff like that, and. Uh, it's a bit of a joke within the industry, really. It's, a, it's very unfortunate for the man. Uh, it wasn't a good business man, and he went bankrupt. And it's a very sad story, really. But um, the, the merchandise that's left behind, there's, there's not much from left, you know. they become collector's items for people who know about it. I don't think anyone outside of a lock business knows about it. Or Alice through the locking glass, really. If you have a look on eBay, you see that these little babies are going for about probably at least um, 60 or 70 pounds. 60 or 70 quid, so that is quite expensive for a key ring, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to look it up now. <laughs> Intrigued by this Alice through the locking glass thing. You're going to help me look for the, uh, for the key ring, Frank? I will help you, I will help you. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just Googling this now. I'm just intrigued by the, uh, the presence of this.
<laughs> but uh, it's, it's gone up, Claude. It's gone up. It's 95 quid is the going rate for these things now. 95 pound. Down the drain, Frank. It's gone down the drain. I mean, it's, it's slightly too big to go down the drain, isn't it? It's an expression. I know it's an expression. I'm just thinking aloud about where it could be. It's, it's not down here. It's, it's not under here. It's not, it's not on the grass outside. Check your car. You said you, you checked your keys before you came and drove down. So it's probably in your car. It's probably fallen out. Oh, I will check my car, Frank. I will. It's, it's, it's the most perplexing mystery. I think it's time for me to use the expression the investigations team on a go-go. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's the catchphrase. We're, we're sticking with that one. Investigations team or a go-go. Well, you check your car. I'll check the van. Um, between us, we will find this missing keyring. And if we don't find it, then that proves that it's been sucked into a wormhole and I'm correct. Oh, right, I see. You think that this is proof? If, if we don't find the keyring? If we have no other explanation as to what happened to the keyring, I'm going to say it's been sucked into a wormhole. If we find it, that means you're right, and it hasn't. You're, you're almost saying this as though this is proof of every lost thing gets sucked into a wormhole. It gives some credence to the theory, is all I'm saying, is that if there's certain things that apparently the only explanation is that they have literally vanished, then that does bolster up my theory a little bit. So really, it's my mission now to prove you wrong. Yeah, it's your mission to prove me wrong. Right. Well, let's get cracking then, Frank. Let's put our backs into this. Do I have to put my back into it, Claude? I'd rather just kind of casually look for the thing. Casually is no good. Casually is no good. You've got to really work hard at this, Frank. Don't want to work hard. Well, that's very disappointing. I'm not like you, Claude. I haven't got a strong work ethic. You're a businessman and an entrepreneur, and you ran your own locks company for many years. You're not like the Alice in Wonderland guy. You, you actually did it properly and you had a proper business plan. And you put the hours in and you put all the work in. True, true. And now you're true. retired. You've still got this mindset of, of having to work hard for stuff. You know, it's very admirable that you have that well, quality you. to thank you, Claude. You. But um, I, think you, you, uh, I think you can rest now and relax and enjoy your retirement. You don't need to put a load of work into something anymore, you know. I disagree! I've got to find these keys, mate! No, but listen to what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You need to slow down with your life. You know, you need to uh, live life at a different pace. Not just be uh, constantly trying to find things to do. And talk. I, I need to work towards this thing. You don't need to work towards anything. You've, you've come to the end of your career and now it's time to just chill out and enjoy yourself. I am enjoying myself! Like I was saying, this is what I want to do with my retirement. I want to investigate stuff. And this is a major investigation. Major investigation, I agree. This is uh, our biggest one yet, I think. Our biggest investigation yet. Because we are kind of proving something to ourselves. We're proving whether or not this theory of mine is correct. Also, we're finding my key ring, which is important to me. Why is, it, why is it important to you again? Why do you have to have this? Is it, is it just because it's worth £95? No, it's important to me because it's, it has sentimental value. It reminds me of the industry that I used to work in. It kind of makes me happy to look at it. It's, it's actually quite a nice design. It's got this white rabbit on it. You know, you're a decent pension, mate. Just yeah, splash out 95 quid. Buy this one off eBay. It's exactly the same as the one that you got, probably, I'd imagine. It's the principle of the matter, Frank. If, if I have lost this and I need to find it. 
if that's what you want to do with your life. Well, I was hoping you might help. No, I will help, yeah. Let's stop talking. You go to the car. I'll stay here. <laughs> you have my word of honour that I will search every single inch of this van while you search every single inch of your car. And then we will reconvene. All in all, we spent a ridiculous amount of time looking for Claude's keyring. It was nowhere to be seen. So we cracked open a few beers and forgot about the whole thing. Claude drove back home the following day. I gave him a call later on. Hello? Hi Claude, how's it going? Who's this? Mate, you don't have to say who's this every single time. I'm sure that you recognise my voice. Is that you, Frank? Yes, it's me. Who do you think it is? I mean, do you know lots of other people who've got the same voice as me? I don't know. I mean, you could be a salesman. I'm not a salesman. It's I'm your nephew who you have had many conversations with. This is my voice. Just remember what my voice sounds like for next time I call you. I don't okay. want to have to keep okay. going through this. <laughs> no problem. No problem. Again and again. I was just making sure you got back all right, mate. Oh, that's very nice of you. Yeah, I got back fine last night, Frank. Yeah, just uh, knocking around the house at the moment. Uh, yeah, just uh, taking a, a, a word of advice from my nephew, as a matter of fact. Relaxing. Relaxing and having a good time. Oh, relaxing and having a good time. That sounds great. Fantastic. What about yourself? What are you up to now? Well, uh, I was thinking of moving on. Uh, I'm just going to uh, drive up to the Lake District. There's another site that I was going to um, just check out. And, uh, yeah, spend a bit of time there, do some more work on the book that I'm writing. Oh, Lake District, oh, lovely, lovely, lovely location. Uh, there, is, there is just one little worry that I have. Oh, okay, what's your worry? I just can't get that key ring out of my head, Frank. Just get over it, man, it's gone, it's, it's disappeared. We We were not able to find it and I, I think you know I don't want to rub this in but I, I think it does prove something of what I'm saying about things disappearing I think things do disappear that's I, I really do think that I'm not gonna go ha 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 I was right and you were wrong or anything like that it's just you don't have to agree with me it's just one of those things I feel in my head I feel like I've proven a point to myself about things going missing well frankly Frank I cannot get it out of my mind. What do you want to do about it, Claude? I mean, we, we searched every inch of, of the van. We searched your car. We, we spent about 20 minutes down on our hands and knees on the grass, if you recall, searching around the grass like a pair of farm animals. I really do think there are, there are much better ways of spending your time than fruitlessly searching for an Alice in Wonderland key ring. It's not Alice in Wonderland. It's Alice through the looking glass. All right. <laughs> Call him by his name. <laughs> I can't even say Alice through the locking glass with a straight face, so I'm just going to call it Alice in Wonderland, okay? Well, it's, it's gone anyway, it's gone, so it's a moot point. Yeah, it's a moot point, let's move on, let's move on with our lives. I can't! That's what you're going to have to, mate, there's no, there's, no, there's no two ways about it. Well, if you don't mind, Frank. Oh, God, what do you, if I don't mind what? What's going on now? I was thinking of bringing my toolkit over. For what purpose? I was thinking of taking a few things apart in that van. I'm, I'm sure it's in the back of the van, under the seats or something. But you can't, you can't get right back behind all, all the equipment that you got in the back there. You need to take it apart. 
couple of good spanners. We'll take the whole thing apart. Really get to grips with uh, where this key ring's gone. Uh, no, thank you. I, d I don't want you to take my van apart. I'm not taking the van apart. I'm taking the interior. I don't want you to take the interior apart. It's where I live. It's my home. I don't need to take my home apart with a spanner. Well, that's what needs to be done. We need to put the work in, Frank. We didn't put enough work in. This is what I'm saying about, about this work ethic thing, man. You, you need to calm down. You need to relax. You know, It's not about the work ethic, Frank. It's about the fact that the job wasn't done properly. What if you can't put it back together again? Are you a qualified van fixer-upper guy? Well, I'm a very handy man, you know, a very handy man. I worked in the lock business and I picked up a lot of tips and tricks and all that sort of thing about how to take things apart, put things back together. I'm a very handy fella. Yeah, but you're retired from the lock business now. Let's just let's just move on. I'll buy you that one off eBay myself. Consider it a gift, Claude. I'd rather do that. I'd rather spend 95 quid and buy you a nice little gift off eBay than you take my home apart with a spanner. Send me the coordinates, Frank. Send you the coordinates? You what? This place you're going at, the Lake District. I'll come up. I'll bring my toolbox. Did you hear what I said? I said I don't want you to do it. It's, it's my property, this. You, you can't just barge your way in and take it apart. Well, you're actually my partner in this... <laughs> I'm your partner. Well, uh, your your detective partner. Yeah, you're my detective partner in the investigation team. And this is part of the investigation, Frank. You're not you're not pulling your weight here. <laughs> pulling one's weight. These are words that are said by a man who has been poisoned by the capitalist system. Poisoned by the capitalist system. Those are words uttered by a man who's too lazy for his own good. <laughs> Oh, uh, what the hell, Claude? I'll, <laughs> I'll send you the coordinates on Google Maps. I'll send you it for the place that I'm going to. Once I get there, you can drive up and... Oh, what the hell? Just take the van apart. Well, I'm not joining in, mate. You can do it all by yourself. And if you can't put it back together again, then you can put your own money in to getting it fixed by a professional. Okay? That's the deal. Why, well, you're not even going to help me do it. No, I'm not going to help you do it. I'm going to sit there and watch you do it. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> you, 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 are, you are pushing your luck, pal. You should be happy that I'm allowing you to do this. Okay? This is my van you're taking apart. Okay, well, uh, I look forward to receiving the coordinates. And I will see you. I'm, I'm bored of talking to you now, Claude, so I, I will see you soon. Bye. Okay, bye. You see, it actually comes off quite easily once you get the hard bit started. Get it, get it, get, get it done, get it done, twist it around, and then uh, the rest of it's sort of Charles' play, easy peasy. <laughs> yeah, well, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah, look, just lifts away like that. Easy. As long as it goes back together again, Claude, I don't mind. Be careful with that, mate. Just be, be careful where you're putting it. Just no. Take it out of the back of the van and put it on the put it on the ground. You're not going to help. I told you I'm not going to help. You said be carrying this thing. Well, uh, carry it yourself. Put it on the ground. Work. <laughs> Work. Work. Damn you. Work.
I hope you're not going to put this in your documentary, Frank. Why wouldn't I? It's gold. It's gold material I'm working on here. I don't think it is gold material. It doesn't cast you in the best light, that's all I'm saying. Oh, I think it cast me in a great light. What a, a young man ordering an old man around, getting him to carry things for him. That doesn't cast you in a good light at all. <laughs> I think it does. Work. <laughs> Twist that wrench, my boy. Are you making fun of me, Frank? I'm not making fun of you now, Claude. I'm not making fun of you. Right, it sounds like you are. I don't like it. Honestly, I'm not making fun of you. I, I, I am. I'm making fun of the idea that you've got in your head of having to work hard in order to justify your existence. That is what I am making fun of. Because I think that is nonsense. Well, I don't think it is. I think you do have to work hard in life. You, if you want to achieve something, if you want to achieve some goals, if you want to get somewhere, if you want to have a nice life, you do have to work hard. Some people do. Some people don't. Depends on uh, what level of privilege you're at, to be frank. I'm not talking about privilege. I'm talking about just normal people. Normal people like you and I. We have to work for things. We have, we have to put the work in in order to achieve stuff. That's where I disagree. Is it working in order to justify your existence? No one should have to justify their existence on this planet by working hard or by doing anything. Justifying your existence on this planet, you exist, that full stop. You don't have to justify the fact that you exist to anyone. And you don't, also this idea that you work hard in order to achieve things. A lot of people work hard and achieve nothing. They achieve minimum wage. And you work, work and work and work and achieve very little at the end of it. And I think this idea of having to work hard in order to achieve things, that is itself a lie as well. And both of these lies, this idea of having to work in order to justify your existence and having to work in order to achieve something for yourself. They're both parts of the same big lie that were invented by the people at the top in order to exploit the people at the bottom. And it's a huge double standard, mate, an absolute massive double standard. Because the people who are pushing these lies on us, how many billionaires right now are actually working hard as we speak? How many of the world's billionaires are putting in some hard graft? Well, I don't know. Very few. I mean, some of them are probably in like a board meeting or something, but the rest of them would be sat on a yacht with a sex worker on each arm. They are not working hard. They're telling other people to work hard on their behalf. I don't think anyone should have to work hard in order to fund the lifestyle of a billionaire. I understand working hard to put food on the table, working hard to put a roof over your head, but someone in your position, Claude, you've got a roof over your head, you've got a pension, you never need to work again. You can enjoy yourself. Just buy the key ring off eBay, for God's sake. Well, uh, I suppose uh, you put it in those terms, are you? Well, well, now you're looking all sad. I don't like that. I don't want to make you sad by my observations. It's just an observation, Claude. I was trying to be helpful. I was trying to, um, I was trying to do the opposite of making you sad. But no. Well, no, no, I, I, uh, I can understand your point of view, Frank. And uh, maybe what I'm doing right now is a bit silly. It's not, it's not silly. You're just looking for your keyring, mate. You know, don't be hard on yourself. Maybe you're right about the keyring too. Maybe the keyring's gone. Maybe it's been sucked into a wormhole. Maybe you're right about everything. I'm not right about everything, Claude. I've, I've got my, I've got my own opinions. You've got yours. You know, sometimes we have to agree to disagree. I don't think you're ever going to agree with me about the wormhole thing. It's just the way it goes. But, you know, 
I can see we've we've, ta- we've taken all the stuff out now, and there's absolutely nothing left underneath there. Is that you know the, the keyring is gone? It's gone somewhere. I'm not saying it's gone in a wormhole. It doesn't really matter. But you know, at the end of the day, I I, just, I, I don't want you to be sad, Claude. I want you to be happy. I'm just trying to cheer you up. Why? Well, uh, it's a funny way of cheering me up, Frank. Always doom and gloom. Well, it's it's not it's not about doom and gloom. It's about having a positive attitude. I, I think I think I've got a positive attitude towards stuff. I don't buy into the these ideas that get get pushed down your throat. I think that they uh, they are there to be resisted. That's the way I've lived my life. I'm afraid, Frank. Uh, I'm a businessman myself. I suppose I'm part of the problem. Well, you're not part of the problem. You're you're not, you're not billionaire sitting on a yacht, are you? You, you did work hard and good for you. You know, you, you achieve things for yourself, as you say. As, as you rightly say, you achieve things for yourself. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not knocking that at all. Well, I'll be going through my life, Frank, with this idea about work ethic. I think perhaps maybe I've been living my life completely wrong all these years. Oh, God. Don't have that kind of revelation now. It's, <laughs> it's not a good idea, Claude. I don't think you have. You know, you're being hard on yourself. Just, just live your life as, as best you can. You know, all I was saying was you should enjoy yourself and enjoy your retirement. And you've, you've worked hard for your money. You should enjoy your money. Do something with it. You know. Well, oh, maybe I will. Maybe I will. Well, you can start by spending ninety-five pounds on a keyring. That will cheer you right up, I reckon. Let's do it now. I've got the app. I've got the app here on my phone. Let's go for it. Let's order it. <laughs> what the hell? Let's do it. Let's order the uh, Alice through the looking glass keyring. Oh, that actually has quite a smile on my face, you know. Good to see, good to see. Well, we'll order it and then you can put my goddamn van back together, pal. God's sake. What have you done to it? Sure you don't want to help? All right, I'll help. Jesus. Thank you. We put the van back together with some difficulty, but we got there in the end. Claude stayed for a couple of days, then left again. Hello? Hi Claude, this is Frank Burton, your nephew. Hi Frank, how are you doing? That's how I'm going to address myself from now on, yeah, on the phone? Well, yeah, that would be helpful, it would be helpful. Yeah, anyway, I, I was just checking to see if you got home okay. I, obviously, obviously you did, so that's all cool. Yeah, it's all cool, as you say. Yeah, I've got, I've got to go, Frank. I've got to find up. I'll speak to you another time, but uh, yeah, thank you for calling. Yeah, yeah, no problem. That that was it, really. That was it. That's all it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I say, I'm, uh, I've got to be making tracks. So, uh, yeah, th- thank you for the, uh, for the nice trip that I had with Lake District. It was very good. Yeah, yeah, it was good. In the end, it was good anyway. <laughs> All that shenanigans with the taking the van apart. Once we got over that part, it was fine, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was fine, yeah. I had a good time. I gotta, gotta, gotta go, Frank, yeah. I gotta go. All right, okay, yeah. Well, I'll see you soon. Oh, just one more thing, Frank. Uh, okay, one more thing. Yeah, one more thing, Frank. Um, I found the keyring. <laughs> you found the keyring? Really? Ah, where was it? Gotta go, Frank. Well, where was it, mate? It was in my trouser pocket. Bye! Some people say a man is made out of mud. A poor man's made out of muscle and blood. 
Bustle and blood and skin and bones. A mine that's a weak and a back that's strong. You load 16 tons and what do you get? Another day older and a deeper in debt. St. Peter, won't you call me? Cause I can't go. I owe my soul to the company store. I was born one morning when the sun didn't shine. I picked up my shovel and I walked to the mine. I loaded 16 tons of number 9 coal and the straw was set. Oh well, bless my soul, you load 16 tons and what do you get? Another day older and a deeper in debt. St. Peter, won't you call me? Cause I can't go. I owe my soul to the company store. I was born one morning, it was drizzling rain, fighting and trouble are my middle name. I was raised in the canebrake by an old mama lion, kind of high-toned woman, make me walk the line. You load 16 tons, what do you get? Another day older and a deeper in debt, same piece of what you call me, cause I can't go, I owe my soul to the company store. If you see me coming, better step aside. A lot of men didn't, a lot of men died. One fist of iron, the other of steel. If the right one don't get you, then the left one will. You load 16 tons, what do you get? Another day older and a deeper in debt. St. Peter, won't you call me, cause I can't go. To the company store.